great Scott. Are you a sports fan who loves to have a good laugh? Oh, yeah. Then you're in the right place. I'm going to make him an offer again. Life moves pretty fast. Welcome to the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles podcast, the podcast of talk culture where everyone has a story. I am your host, Elias, and you can find me on Twitter at the MCC podcast. My guest this week, you've seen him on Netflix, Marvel, Luke Cage, actor Justin Swain. Justin, welcome to the cave. Hi, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me. No problem. What's uh, what's going on with you? Oh, not much. I'm just enjoying the sunny day down in New York, and I'm getting psyched for the uh, for the premiere of Luke Cage. Yeah, it's coming up in a few weeks at... Uh, We'll definitely talk about that a little bit, and uh, let's, you know, talk about your career and everything. Let's um, let's tell the listeners a bit about where you're from. Well, I was actually born in uh, Stoneham, Massachusetts, and uh, I lived up in New Hampshire for a little while when I was a kid, and then I went to school in Boston, and then after Boston, I moved down to uh, to New York City. Did you enjoy going to college at Boston? I did. I thought it was pretty awesome. I went to Emerson College. We, we called it uh, Emerfun, yeah. and uh, it was it was a lot of fun. We lived around the uh, the Commons. I used to walk by Cheers every day on my way to class. Um, and uh, a real cool thing we did uh, they had a program where you went and you lived in a castle in the Netherlands for a semester. Wow. And uh, so I did that. I studied acting and art history in um, in the Netherlands and traveled all around Europe, and that was a really cool experience. Yeah. Did you, um, as soon as you finished uh, college at Boston, did you just want to leave from there or did you just stay around there for a little bit? Uh, I went directly to New York. Yeah. Um, you know, there's probably two places you want to land, either Los Angeles or New York. Uh, I, I chose New York City, uh, moved down and, you know, started kind of hustling and working my way into the entertainment industry. Yeah. What, uh, what pushed you into the acting world? That's funny. I mean, it's, it's something I've done my whole life. Uh, I, I acted when I was a kid, you know, like I was six years old. I got up on stage and, and then I just kind of kept doing it ever since. And then when it came time to go to school, I actually really, really like art, um, you know, painting, uh, watercolor, oil paints, all that stuff. I was doing that quite a bit and uh, studied that when I was in the Netherlands as well. And then my mother was like, hey, look, do you want to go to college for art or do you think acting? I was like, I don't know. She goes, I think acting would be good. I was like, I think you're right. And then I just stuck with the acting route and kept the art stuff, you know, to myself for, you know, something as a creative outlet for me to do, not professionally. Yeah. So I act and then uh, I do art on the side. Yeah. Do you, uh, for the art, do you try, do you like do a lot of like painting to try to sell or is it more of just like for your personal? It's just more for personal stuff. I mean, luckily, uh, some people in my life like it and put it up in their houses and everything and have some, my, my wife actually likes it. So it's up around our house as well, but that's more what I do as a, you know, relaxation instead, yeah. you know, cause when an art form like acting and stuff becomes your career, there's a whole new way you view it. So I wanted to keep some type of outlet, you know, just, just for myself. Yeah. What, uh, what are the things are you into? What do you mean? Like to, for like hobbies and stuff like that. Oh, um, well, I mean, I love doing like the painting and everything like that. I'm also, uh, I, don't, I wouldn't say that I'm an avid surfer, but like I do go out to Montauk and my brothers surf and, um, I do surfing out there and, 
and you know, I like to do camp and like, like do outdoorsy stuff as, as well. So I'm, I'm kind of like, if I'm not in the city, I'm usually, you know, at an outside fire up, up somewhere in New Hampshire or something like that. Telling stories. Yeah. <clears throat> do you remember your first gig? As an actor? Yes. Um, my, my first gig when I was straight out of school was, was doing theater and it was actually in, in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Okay. And I did a, a show called the complete works of Shakespeare abridged. And, it, and it's this really funny, broad comedy where you try to basically do everything Shakespeare ever did um, in an hour. And it was for about uh, 1200 people at, at Prescott park. And it was my first gig out of, out of school. And it was a theater gig. And it was, it was just amazing because it was like being a rock star every night it was like a gigantic concert was going on because it was in this gigantic park and people were coming up to you after the show and there was a big musical number in it. So it was kind of really fun, you know, almost like being a rock star right out, right out of college. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I read online that, uh, you know, you've done, you know, you've done a, a few projects and stuff like that. And it seems like most of your roles are law enforcement. How did that happen? Yeah. I don't know. Cause I'm pretty much a freewheeling guy. But, um, I, I just think that, the the kind of working class type character is is where I kind of fit, and I think it's fun to be able to play a cop and to do you know kind of law enforcement type type things and and uh, I usually get put into like kind of a, a forensics type role you know because Bailey who I play on um, on Luke Cage he started out as kind of a forensics expert that was like promoted now you're going to see in the second season to detective. And it's cool. You know, you kind of follow the evidence and you get to be a little tough, but a little bit analytical all at the same time. Yeah. So that's probably what happened. Uh, tell us about your audition for Luke Cage. Oh, that was fun. Um, I, I've told this story a few times, but it, it's kind of cool because nobody knew what it was. Like everything Marvel does is um, under a code name. So I'd signed in NDA um, and was given a script with no names on it, just some lines and um kind of a situation and so i went in and i, was, I kind of had like a double make care attitude because i tanked in an audition earlier that day uh that did not go well and so i was kind of you know feeling a little off the cuff and a little goofy and went in and did this quick um you know uh audition with uh with julie schubert who's an amazing cast and director and felt really comfortable and kind of goofy and, and you know double make care about it and then I, um, I left and I had no idea what the project was, for, what it was or what it was for. I thought it was, it was according to the, the notes on it, it was something called Tierra for Disney. Hmm. So I thought it was like a, it was like a princess movie or, or something. <laughs> and, I, and I was like some goofy cop at a princess movie. And then little did I know it was for Marvel's Luke Cage. And I got a call. I was flying up the, the, um, the highway. Actually, I was in a convertible. So I had to pull over to hear what my agent was saying to me. And so I pulled over and he's like, yeah, you got it. And I was like, but what is it? And we had to do this detective work. And then after I did that detective work, um, I found out it was Luke Cage. And I was psyched. Yeah. So it was, it was just gigantic surprise. Were you into comic books at all? No, man, not at all, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, love the, I love the Avengers movies, though. I yeah. really, really did. I, I've always devoured them. And my father-in-law is into comic books. And so, so I kind of got some, uh, some brownie points there with him because... He was like, wait, you're in this Luke Cage? And he pulled out all these old editions of the Luke Cage comics, and he knew all about it. <laughs> so I kind of used him as a, as a resource before I went in to shoot the first season. Yeah. I was never into comics. My brother was. But I like I love all the Marvel movies and stuff like that. Even in the Netflix shows that they were doing, they're great. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I was excited. It's an amazing universe to be a part of. And, you know, there's somewhere, somebody in the, in the whole scheme of it is organizing all of it. So it's all combined in some way, shape, or form. Mm. So it's just cool to kind of be able to be a part of it as this like cultural phenomenon is happening. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your character, uh, Bailey, and how did you prepare for that role? Well, it was, it was actually really interesting because Bailey was only supposed to be a couple um, episodes. And... Um, it was kind of like being um like ever watched the Princess Bride, yeah. Where where he said you know it's like okay good night Wesley sleep well too bad we have to kill you in the morning, <laughs> like <laughs> like in a way I, I was I was like oh my gosh am I going to be coming back next week, and then they slowly started to build more and more personality and, and more relationship into the Bailey character, and it started to grow as as the series progressed, and then it grew into you know what it is now, kind of like this goofy sidekick to to Misty. And um, and then they carry that type of relationship a little bit into the second into the second season. So when I was preparing for it, I thought it was only going to be a couple episodes. And really, what I was doing was working on um, on a scene, and they said that he wore glasses. And so I quickly grabbed my wife's glasses by accident, leaving the house. <laughs> so it was her pres- prescription. So I was looking intensely at this at this, you know, piece of evidence. And then I started to get sick because it wasn't my prescription. <laughs> and, oh, and so I quickly took the glasses off. And then I started doing this thing with the character where I'd be looking at something with the glasses and then quickly take them off and use them in the scene. And that kind of became this Bailey quirk. And after I did that, I think I really found the character. And, the, and I think that also kind of helped him see there's something else going on there. So it's just kind of this weird gesture. And then all of a sudden I'm kind of in this Bailey headspace. <laughs> that's 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 where it, that's where it came from. Do you have a do you have a favorite scene that you're in in the show? Um, I mean, there's some amazing stuff happening in the second season, and it's it's really exciting. Like a lot of the uh, characters in the second season are getting more power, like in their life and in their role. And kind of one of the central themes is like how does power corrupt, and, it, and if you become consume, you know, become consumed with that power. You know, can you lose sight of the person that you really are? Mm-hmm. So all of us in some way, shape or form have gotten some, you know, little bit of uh, more power and strength in the second season. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a lot of really cool scenes between me and Misty in the second season. I really like, but I can't tell you what they are yet. Yeah. Um, but uh, but in the first season, there was this one cool scene where I was getting to examine, you know, some pieces of evidence and kind of bounce some ideas off of Misty. I think it was like episode 10. I really liked that scene, you know, because it gave me a lot of a lot of time to play with what was going on, on you know, on the screen. And so I really liked doing that scene with Misty. Yeah. Do you uh, do you enjoy like filming in, uh, in New York City? Yeah, I mean, it's it's awesome, um, like especially doing Luke Cage, because he's this kind of hero of, of Harlem. And, and this last season, we were filming a lot in Harlem itself. But now Luke Cage is, is popular. Like Mike as an actor, people know that he's Luke Cage. And he's walking down the street and there are kids like coming up to him like he's Luke Cage in real life. <laughs> Being like, yo, Luke, what's up? And we're, and we're filming in Harlem doing it. So it gets really meta, like really quick. So, so yeah, it was like really cool to be filming in Harlem, in New York City. And like life was imitating art in a way. It was really kind of cool. Yeah. Do you enjoy uh, like... Because, you know, these are short seasons, you know, I mean, short episodes, you know, eight to ten episodes per season. Do you enjoy doing those? Yeah, I mean, it's awesome because, 
like even though as a episodic, you know, I think there's 13 episodes in this season, even though that's a short season, um, really being a part of that season, though, is like filming a really, really, really long movie because of the, the way that you're able to examine your characters and, and like all the writing and stuff that goes into it. So, so really, I feel like even though the season is short compared to episodic, it, it's kind of like shooting a really long independent film. So that's a lot of fun. Yeah. What are your thoughts about the whole, you know, like you know, Netflix, you know, they're going to release it. They release it all at once. So people just binge watch a show. <laughs> it's kind of awesome in one way. And then in, in another way, it's, it's not because I have to wait so long to see all the episodes. Yeah. So it's like you finish filming and you have to wait like another like eight months to see everything. Yeah. So it gets kind of uh, nerve wracking. You can't wait to see it. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're spoiled when it comes to, you know, shows like this because, you know, like, I don't know how old you are, but I'm 40 years old. And, you know, when we were younger trying to watch shows, you know, you had to wait every week for the next episode. Yeah, it's definitely a new way to consume, you know, content. And it's, and it's interesting how it's changing people's expectation of, of what it's like to watch episodic television. Yeah. Because I think that even there's some models on regular TV where they're, they're releasing episodes one at a time, but there's a way you can sign in and stream them all at once. Yeah. Um, so people are messing with how content's being released now all the time because it's different yeah, than when, like, when we were growing up. Yeah. Now, you've done other projects also, you know, like Boardwalk Empire. You know, you've done Law and & Order, and you also did The Post and... Of course, Muhammad Ali. Like, what are some of your favorite moments from those shows? Well, I got to say that this last year, being able to like spend a day with Steven Spielberg was was pretty amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I I uh, was there, and I was really the only principal actor in the scene, so he and I got to talk, you know, a little bit more than than normal. And, you know, it's definitely not a gigantic scene in the movie, but I spent the day working with. Steven Spielberg and I just really was like this is this is incredible you know like you're a kid up in New Hampshire where I grew up there were 32 kids in my graduating class that I knew since I was six years old yeah just just the tiniest town and now from there I somehow got into a room and 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 got to do a day's worth of work with Spielberg and and to watch him work and see how precise he is and how he creates and then my kind of favorite moment was at the end, um, he came to me and I, I played a real life character named Neil Sheehan. And, and he said, you know, you, you made Neil proud today. And I was like, oh, wow, like, thanks. You, you did a great job. Yeah. And then I kind of off the cuff said to him, you know, Steven, I'm around. So if you need anything, just 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 so you know, I'm, I'm here if you need. <laughs> <laughs> and he kind of shook my hand and said, absolutely, Justin. And, and that was it. So yeah. it was kind of awkward, kind of fun moment with him there at the end. <laughs> hey, you never know. You might work with him again. I would love to. I yeah. hope, hopefully. Who like? Who are some of your influences in the acting world? Like, who do you? Is there any, anybody favorite that you like that you you try to like roll like model yourself after? Yeah, I mean, when I was growing up, um, you know, actors like Sean Penn like really stuck out to me. Like Sean Penn, Christopher Walken, and and those type of actors were, were like my idols growing up. And then, you know, as I got deeper into the universe and you spread out and you look at like other actors that made their way through, you know, from character roles into, you know, you know, straight up movie stars, like someone like Daniel Craig, like when he came out, you know, he did that movie Layer Cake where he was just kind of this like rough and tumble in the middle of that. And, you know, he's an actor's actor. And like now he's he's also gets to be James Bond and he's a franchise actor. You know, people like that I really look up to who came from a theater background and then, you know, took the bull by the horns and just never stopped and kept going at it. 
John Hamm, I mean, he didn't get one of his first big roles until he was in his late 30s, but he just never gave up, and now he's, you know, look at him now. So so the people who put together that perseverance, yeah. and, and I got to say, too, like, the people that I work with and act with on Luke Cage, like people like Simone Missick and, and I think um, Anthony Smith has been announced for this season now and, and, and watching Mike and Theo work, like those people in my immediate, you know, surroundings, I, I look at them now like and, and try to look at what they do and learn from them. And, and they're, they're an inspiration to me too. Yeah. What kind of advice do you give to somebody that, you know, they tell you that they want to get, go into the, like the theater world or even just, you know, acting on TV and movies? My the number one thing that I tell people that like I don't think was the main thing I got when I was studying acting um, was to really figure out and know like your core three characters that you know how to play and learn how to play like those three characters like that type like really really well and and go out and be the best at that you can be. Because those are those places where you're gonna you're gonna find your niche, and then after you solidify your niche, then break out and do something completely unexpected, and and you know play like play like a role that no one would ever expect you to play. Yeah. But I think that the way in is is learning what characters you can play well, like with me, like cops, you know, like like working class cop characters, you know, learn how to play those characters really really well, and then after you do enough of those, you're gonna get the branch out. So I'd say I would say that would be the advice that I that I would I would give an aspiring actor. Yeah. So what is your dream role that you would like to play someday? Well, right now I'm telling my people, um, and if they happen to be listening to this podcast, please call me in for this. But I read that Amazon is doing an episodic version of Lord of the Rings. Okay. And and that um, another uh, another studio is putting together. Um, the interview with the vampire, the vampire chronicles, wow. uh, turning that into a series. And I would love to be on either of those, either of those series. Uh, I was a huge Lord of the Rings fan growing up. So being able to play in that world would be incredible or, or to be on the vampire chronicles, even though I was picked on when I was a kid for reading those books, I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to be in one of those yeah. as well. It's okay if you get picked on because then you could just tell people, Hey, look, I'm on this show now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think is the hardest role that you ever played? I think that the the hardest thing I've ever done is uh, I, I was uh, in a theatrical production called um, uh, Handle with Care. And I had to play this kind of goofy guy from Virginia. And he, and he had a Virginia accent. And, and, he, and he made a mistake. And he, he lost this woman's grandmother's body on Christmas Eve wow. in Virginia. <laughs> and he was a DHL uh, driver and, and, uh, and it was a comedy and it was really funny. Um, and it was really fun when I finally nailed down the character and the pacing and what that character had to do, but coming right out of the gate and finding the comedy that lives in such a serious situation as losing someone's dead grandmother that was really hard to find the right tone. And then it ended up being this really broad comedy that took a lot of stamina. So I had to be a hundred percent full go, full committed at the beginning, the very beginning of every single night. So it literally would just wear me down physically every night. So that was probably one of the hardest, but also one of the most rewarding roles 
I've ever played. How long did you perform that for? Oh, that was like straight through for like four months wow. doing six six shows a week. Yeah. That, does that get like, yeah. do you like feel exhausted by the end of the week after like six shows like that? Oh, that one. Yeah, absolutely. Like emotionally, physically exhausted. Um, sometimes, you know, on set when you're working on like Luke Cage and stuff too, that's a different level of exhaustion like the mental capacity and the amount of focus you have to have yeah. the cameras up so close, you have to really be focused and dialed in. Um, and then plus those long hours that can be exhausting too, but like never for one second, am I ungrateful for the opportunity? It's like, you know what I mean? This is what you've worked your whole life for. So enjoy it while you're here. Yeah. On, um, on the days that you're not working, like what are some of your favorite like TV shows that you like watching and movies? Um, I love the Marvel movies. Uh, I watch them. I probably watch them, you know, more than once. Uh, I've been watching Billions recently. Do you watch that show? I do not, but I've heard it's great on Showtime. Yeah, I've been watching that show, Billions. It, that's a really, really good show. I'm checking out the second season of Westworld right now, which which is fascinating. And I think maybe once every couple of years, I go back and either rewatch The Wire or The Sopranos from beginning to end again. I, I just I could watch those shows over and over again as many times. Sopranos was awesome. <laughs> oh, it was incredible. Incredible. That's like one of the most, thing, the things I want to regret for my life was not getting to a place in my career where I could have met James Gandolfini. Uh, it was really sad yeah. when he passed, and, and like he's just, he's an inspiration. He, what an amazing actor that guy is. And, and I think a lot of people were hoping for like, you know, a movie or something like that after the show ended. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's just incredible world, and, and the uh, you know Edie Falco in that. She's she's incredible. You know, there's so many good actors in that right. in that series. What's a uh, what's something that uh, on a po- you've done a few podcasts? What's something that you never get asked on a podcast that you wish you were, that you wish you got asked? Never get asked on a podcast. I wish I get asked. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting because you guys come up with like some of the most interesting questions because, you know, you're coming from a base of being like real fans and stuff. So it's hard to come up with something. Uh, I don't know. I, you know what? Um, my, my wife and I have an amazing relationship and I love her to death. And, and uh, I don't get asked about um, my wife, I guess, which is, which I guess is a weird thing to say, but but I, I, I always mean to give her a shout out. So Amanda Swain, uh, you're my inspiration. You're incredible. And I love you so much. And thank you for supporting me in everything I do. So how maybe that's something I don't get, I don't get to talk about as much. How, how did you, uh, there you go. How did you meet your wife? College? I met her in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Better in a bar. Yeah. But she's go. incredible, and she she's been an inspiration to me, and and I'm just so happy that to have someone like that in my life. Yeah. Um. What is one fun fact about you that you want the fans to know? I know you said that, you know you like painting and stuff like that. Is there anything else that? Um. One fun fa- fact. I am incredibly approachable. Yeah. <laughs> if you see me, and I'm the type of guy or the actor that's on, that's at a, out to eat or or on the street or river, and you say, "Hey, what's going on?" I saw you. I would, I'm the type of guy that will, that will stop what I'm doing and turn to you and say, hey, thank you so much for being a fan. Yeah. I really appreciate the support. Do you get recognized a lot from being on Luke Cage? It's interesting. It comes and goes because my actual look is actually different from the look in the TV show, believe it or not, even though there's not much makeup. 
But I think what's funny is even my friends say it throws them a bit because they color in my eyebrows quite extensively. And I really have quite fair complexion and bleached out eyebrows. And I look really different on the show than I do in real life, believe it or not. (laughs) It's really not that much makeup. But when I do get recognized, it's really fun because it's always that kind of, why do I know you? Who are you? Type, Type of thing first. And then they realize, oh, wait, that's where you're from. And, and then I get to talk to them about being on the show. Hmm. Do, you, uh, do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on that you want the fans to know about? Um, I got nothing coming up that I, that I can talk about right now. Um, but I am excited for the Luke Cage season two premiere because it is like one of those things where they're releasing all the episodes at once. And so all of us that, have been, that worked on that for such a long time – like really that's the focus right now is, is making sure, you know, everyone knows it's going to be an amazing second season. It's incredibly gritty. It, it's grounded and has superheroes in it all at the same time. And really it was just some of the best writing I've been a part of in a long time. Like Cheo, who's the showrunner and the whole writing team did an incredible job, incredible job. And it was just, I was just still so lucky and blessed to, to be a part of it. And I can't wait to see it. So I'm really focused on that right now. That's great. Um, and lastly, how can the fans uh, find you on social media? Oh, you can find me at Justin Swain Official uh, on Instagram. Absolutely come uh, check me out, send some direct messages out, uh, and check out. Like, I'm, I actually even did some Comic Cons this year, which was a lot of fun. I was at Philly Comic Con. And, you know, so reach out, find me, and then hopefully we can say hi to each other at a Comic Con or somewhere along the way. Right. I want to thank you for coming on. This was a blast, and you know, hope you come back on in a few months. Yeah, man, I would love to. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast talking to you. Thank you. 